0: Welcome to this week's episode of Auntie Please, where we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I am Shia, and with me is... It's Lama. And today, we have a special guest, our friend Annette.
1: Annette, please introduce yourself. Hi everyone, Um, I'm Annette. And just a little bit about me, I met um, Lama and Shia back in Taylor's. In yep. year 12, was it? Yeah, it was year 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, where we did our South Australian matriculation. I am currently in Sydney and I am a social worker, just graduated last week and I specialize in the domestic violence yes. field. Yay. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> I do retail on the side, so I sell handbags pretty much. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: amazing yeah so yeah so we we've known each other for a while um and yeah we we did like our psych classes together so we were in the same class anyway but then we also did psych and like it's funny because like all three of us also did psych for our bachelor's yeah so it's like it's interesting because we were just doing a bit of a catch up before this, before we started recording. So it's interesting to see how like we're all kinda like have the similar, um similar backgrounds basically. Annette's here to talk to us about our bodies, fitness and fat phobia as well as general health. Um yeah. exciting things. Lama I promise. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> I love I love all
2: of these things. So to start off, let's just do a question that I would love to hear all of our um, views on. So I've got two questions, actually. This is the first one. So people tend to view how our bodies look like as a measure of health. What are your relationships to your body and your well-being and how do they interact?
1: I think it's super interesting when people talk about like, their bodies and how it reflects health because to a certain extent i do agree with that statement but i also don't so i've got mixed feelings um because i don't know if you look at like let's say you look at a skinny model for example and she's probably like the measure of perfect health right because you know she looks fit she looks strong like her muscles are popping but then you look at probably i don't know someone who's um obese And you would say that they're real and healthy, but you have no idea what they're going through. They could be trying to lose weight. They could be in the process of doing that. So I don't... Mm. I wouldn't completely agree with it. And I think it's just how we see ourselves and we view our bodies. And if we are healthy and happy inside and outside, that's literally all that matters. So I've got mixed feelings, I'd say. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I feel like people attribute health to like the very... The more physical aspects of it and and when we know that health isn't just your physical health like, we all know that you know your mental health is also part of your health and how that's just as important um and also a lot of what we see as what looks healthy and what um represents a good well-being is it's all influenced by like social media and what you see Um, on TV or, like, even in the news or, like, in on your Instagram and stuff when that may not be an accurate picture of what actual health looks like. Because it looks different for everyone. It's not the same for every single person, you know? And, like, Annette was saying, like, being healthy doesn't always look, like, you know, skinny and, like, muscles and, like, you know, that typical look of someone who's fit. Yeah. It could look different on different people. So... Yeah, that's what that's what I think.
2: Absolutely. I have to I have I definitely feel both of your sentiments. And I think being in the fitness industry myself and teaching classes as well, it's so interesting to see the language that people use about our bodies and and things like that. And for me, it's been a really 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 conscious decision to not refer to seasons and things like you know, when people come into class after lockdown, it's like, time to get that summer body, yeah. guys. Time mm, to-. Like, I yeah. really, I really don't like using that language with people in my class because I think it really gives us such a disordered way of looking at our bodies. And it's already, like, fueled by the things that we see in social media and yeah. just in general anyway. Like, it's not, it's like even outside social media. And like, for me, it's really just about you feeling like you've got a strong, like, Vessel, right? And like mm. for me, that's the biggest thing, and I try to do that so much in class. But it's it definitely took a lot of time to get there, especially when you know, like growing up, I used to be like, oh yeah, but what's so wrong with Victoria's Secret models? Mm. And mm. and then as you grow older, and you and you understand that, yeah, they're super fit, but also you have to like really think about the way that they were eating and like what how you know they were managing all those things and is it really healthy to like not eat anything for days before a show so that you can look a certain way and it's like and then I really started to understand the ways that people perceive people's eating habits based on their weight and how they look like yeah um so so yeah that was really interesting for example like if a really Thin person goes and eats smackers, and everyone's like, yeah, go you, get that macca yeah. And then someone that's slightly like heavy and they're like, mm, you sure you want to do that? And you're just like babes. <laughs>
1: and it's just so interesting because then like it's that whole idea of how society has kind of just shaped our judgment and perception basically of how we view ourselves. And that takes away mm-hmm. the sense of control within us because we are just so influenced by what people think and I guess what the ideal body type is. But is there really an ideal yeah. body type? Because everyone's just yeah. so different. And I think that's like one of the biggest things is I always just try and challenge that idea. Like if I hear people talk about it, I just challenge it, you know, because I think it's mm-hmm. so skewed. And I don't blame people because we've grown up kind of just in this environment where, um, you know, you're supposed to be like this certain body type. And if you're not this body type, then you're not worthy enough. So, it's just always mm. just picking up these things on like the day to day kind of basis when you hear people talk about it. And then I just challenge them. <laughs> and that's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what you ha- kind of have God's to do. Work. There we go. <laughs> I'm a saint.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <Literally. Go through. laughs> but no, but like that, but that's how like change starts though, mm-hmm. especially within your own circle. Like, someone's got to speak up, someone's got to say yeah. something and do something about it. Otherwise, it's just going to continue. So true. So, Annette. Tell us about your journey and how it all started with you and your fitness story. I so
1: feel like this is the million dollar question. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love talking about how it, it all though. began.
1: Yeah, how it all yeah. began. Um, okay, so let's maybe go back a bit to 2017, mm-hmm. 2016, sorry, when I first moved to Sydney. So I. I don't know if you guys did this, but to get my um, visa, I had to do like a health checkup. Yeah. And I think we all had to do it. And so as part of that, like I had to weigh myself. And I remember just stepping on the scale and I hit like 110 kilos. And I've never seen that number on the scale before. And I think that really freaked me out. Um, And so I moved to Australia. I was in this new environment. I knew nobody. I had no family here. It's just me. Um, and you know, and I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like I need to take control of my life. I need to do something. I'm not happy pretty much. And I've always been pretty, I guess, into sports and I was very athletic. Um, obviously in Mm -hmm. high school that kind of stopped because I was really big and I was really shy. So I stopped going to sports, but I always knew I was quite athletic and I started the gym, so I just went to the gym, to my uni gym, um, and there was a women's gym where only women were allowed, so I joined that, and I just went every day, and then it, the healthy eating just came with it, and, like, a year later, I lose 10 kilos, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool, and then fast forward, I guess, yeah, four years now, four or five years, and I've lost a total of, I'd say, 45, 45, yeah. around there, wow and it's it's just like it just happened and I stuck with it and here I am like yeah kind of a new person but not really (laughs) um what what sort of made pushed you
2: to like start f45 or start pilates and sort of put yourself into those um environments that obviously you know you haven't Mm -hmm. been in for some time or a while as well
1: I think um, I love how everyone knows I do F45 because I feel like I'm such a, Girl. <laughs> a spokesperson for them. Um, it's good, though.
2: I love, I love yeah. it. I do Orange Theory, which is like similar. Oh, that's similar, So I really yeah. enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I think so for three years, I never joined any kind of social exercise um, like class or something or anything like that. I did my mm-hmm. own thing. Um, I was like walking on the treadmill five kilometers an hour for 30 minutes and that was all I could do so I was happily doing that for like three years but a big barrier to me joining exercise classes um, was because I was obviously shy and I didn't know what I was capable of um, and I lived with very two very lovely girls who'd be very happy that I'm talking about them on this podcast <laughs> I know they're listening um And we all lived together and there was an F45 down the road. And we were like, you know what, let's join it and see how it goes. Joined it. Best thing we ever did. Um, And yeah, I think an exercise class is completely different to like doing your own thing at the gym. Um, And I only joined like F45 or Pilates like a year ago. I was doing my own thing for three years, pretty much.
0: What would you say are like the main differences between the two um in terms of like benefit towards your like fitness journey
1: I'd say I'm happy I started doing my own thing because I have learned so much like in the span of three years just about what's good for my body what Mm. isn't by just doing my own thing making my own mistakes Mm. learning from the internet (laughs) like sometimes people (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) people are a bit iffy about it but I've learned quite a lot and I just tried it out myself and I think that's when I have learned what my body is capable of what like exercises I respond best to, Um, and F45 and like Pilates and stuff, it's a good social thing to have and social thing to do. So that has that social aspect. You meet a lot of people, you meet a lot of friends. Um, A lot of people say these are cults, (laughs) so I'm technically part (laughs) of very different cults. Nice Um, Oh, my God. It's a good type. Yeah, but exactly. But I think both of them are equally great, you know. It depends on what you like. If you're a social person, go for F45, do Pilates. If you are kind of like you know, I want to do my own thing, just go to the gym and mm. do your own thing, pretty much. Yeah. I feel like
0: I'd be a more social person. For me, I feel like I need others. You, to I motiv- feel like you would love classes. Yeah. I need someone to motivate me and like watch other people doing it to get inspired.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the right like coach and instructor, mm-hmm. like I'm sure Lama, you'd probably know. Like you'd probably be the one to like motivate everyone, during coladas, <laughs> be Pilates. like, Let's get it, guys. like you "Go, girl!" <laughs>
2: i'm actually the worst i don't know how to count i'm always like all right guys 10 pulses more and then i'm like 10 9 7 7 7. And they're like can't you count like why do you keep saying it and i'm like sorry And i'm always like 30 seconds more and then it ends up being like 45 and i'm like
0: whoops they all <laughs> hit so you i'm telling you now they hate you <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know. I know they hate me. It's (laughs) fine. I'm making you stronger. So, like, complain to me when you can
1: squat lower, okay? (laughs) If they don't hate you, you're not doing it right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
2: Literally, like, I think I definitely enjoy being coached. Like, I really, I'm definitely not the type of person that does my stuff alone. I think if anything I do alone, it's probably, like, my stretching because I've got, like, previous gymnastic experience, and I like doing that by myself. It's a good, like, meditative thing for Mm. me, but I love being in a class full of people, and I actually really enjoy seeing people push themselves, and actually, you know, when, like, sometimes in class, you'll have, like, a day where you're, like, trying to beat your previous personal best or whatever, and it's really, really beautiful seeing people, like reach a new goal and they're like oh my god I didn't know I could do that and sometimes I'm like oh shit I did not know I could sprint that fast and like especially when I'm like five foot one and there's a man beside me that's like six foot two and me sprinting like a mad woman is his like fast jog because obviously his strides are much bigger Mm -hmm. and I'm like rude (laughs) why are you like this exactly Um, yeah. Did you feel people's perception of you
1: changed as you lost weight? Most definitely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's like the best answer I can say. And I think it just brings back to that whole idea of, you know, society and their perceptions of what's healthy. And if you're, you know, the certain size, you're considered worthy, mm. right, by society's standards. Mm-hmm. And it's super interesting because I guess when I was like bigger, um, back in, you know, in Taylor's when you guys probably saw me. Yeah, like I had friends and stuff, but I feel like no one really cared, if that makes sense, or like no one would have thought to probably talk to me more, Um, I guess because I was bigger. Um, But now it's completely different, you know. I think if I was big now at where I'm at, I wouldn't have as many friends. I wouldn't be asked out as much. I wouldn't like, – mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy to, to me to think like that, but I've experienced, I guess, what it's like to be big. And to have people not want to interact with me and look down on me to now being, I guess, I would consider myself fit um, and having people want to talk to me. And, you know, it's really interesting. I, was, I don't know if I should say this, but I will. Please
2: do. Um, say it. Tell it. more. I, I love, love a spice. Bit of, a bit of, love a <laughs> bit of tea. We love a
1: bit of tea. We love a bit of chai tea. Um, so, you know, friends from back in, like, Taylor's. Uh-huh, I'm not uh-huh. going to say any names, but I will tell you guys who it is later. Um <laughs> These guys are now in my DMs huh, all of a sudden. Screaming. Huh? And these guys who probably have never spoken to me back in Taylor's love now it. suddenly are like, hey, what's up? I <laughs> ah, Love it. And I'm just, cool. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for your feedback. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Wow. I know, so it's things like that, pretty much. So yes, th- it has changed. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like there's a difference between how you're treated? I guess it's different. Um, okay, how do I word this? Like the way, yeah, the difference in the way you're being treated um, in Malaysia versus in Australia.
1: Um, very good question. Actually, I never really thought about it, but I guess in Malaysia it's different because family is mm. there and. We have all the aunties and the uncles who like to have their very um, righteous input into everything. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I think in Malaysia, it's very much much where you have – it's very hard because I think it's the same, but it's different. I think family members just have more of an input on – um me as as a person but here yeah, they kind of embrace it they do embrace body size they do embrace um people being happy with like how they look mm. like whereas i think in malaysia you know if you're like really big your parents would say something your aunties and uncle will have input um they shame you yeah. to a certain degree mm-hmm. so i guess yeah it's embraced more here rather than
0: back yeah home. what about with like yeah general like non-family like aunties and uncles did you feel like they would pass comments like say things or anything like that
1: yeah i think definitely i've experienced so much um like fat shaming and fat phobia mm-hmm. in high school and school um and very traumatizing actually yep. um i had mm. there is an experience that i really want to share because it's kind of stuck with me mm-hmm throughout my whole life. Yeah, tell us. Um, And basically it was, so I'm Catholic and we go to Sunday school like every Sunday. And I think I was maybe, I want to say 12. I would say 12. And I went to Sunday school and I don't know how this story came about, but this teacher who's actually a very well-respected guy in church and he still is a very well-respected guy. So he was my teacher and he was talking about this story of um, this a lady with her husband and they were walking by and the lady, he said, was extremely disgusting looking, ugly, very ugly lady. And they were walking by and there was a magical pond and the lady fell into the pond and out came a beautiful woman. And he said, I kid you not. So imagine the lady that fell into the pond was Annette. And the um, lady that came out of the pond was, he mentioned some other girl's name in the class. Oh, I don't even know who it was. my god what that is yeah. the horrific. world as a 12 year old girl and no one stood horrific. up for me and yeah i think that's just stuck with me till today because it was probably the first time i actually was quite discriminated because of the way i looked oh that's
2: and, horrifying yeah. oh my god i'm i'm just like <sighs> yeah i'm still trying to like
1: compute and like this. yeah Oh my god. Yeah, and I, I didn't know what to do.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, it also speaks to, like, sexualizing women's bodies at such a young age. Like, you were, like, what, 12? And it's, like, the expectation yeah, so of, that like, you need to look like this.
1: Uh... Exactly. I never even thought about it that way, but now I'm even yeah. more angrier. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> oh. That's that's so infuriating. Yeah, it was just a shit situation. Yeah, and I didn't even tell anyone about it because I was just so embarrassed. I didn't tell my parents oh, yeah. nothing. Um. yeah, but no one stood up for me. And I think I just, if I could always just go back to that day. Oh, the things I would say now. Jesus. (laughs) 100%. I feel that
2: our school systems and just like a lot of the places in general, the way that people speak about people that are fat or bigger. And it's always like, you know, you always hear this rhetoric of like, they need to get fit. And they need to do things to change their body. But at the same time, we really don't create spaces where they feel comfortable to do so. And when young children, especially children that are, you know, like... Whether they're chubby and they're not, like, skinny or whatever it is. And, you know, in PE and stuff, you feel... Su- like su- You can feel like such an outcast. And, like, it's yeah, just... I can, I can imagine definitely. that it's really, really uncomfortable when you don't look a certain way. And you're expected to yeah. do things... And like, oh god, I just I can't stop thinking about this guy. Like, I'm so mad now. Like, how dare you say <sighs> yeah. that to a
0: child? How dare you say that to exactly, anyone? Yeah. Jeez. Can you tell us who it is later?
1: Oh, I want yeah, to for sure. <laughs> no worries. We'll have chai 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> Friday.
2: Love that. Yeah. Um, so you, I know you started an Instagram page to kind of document that. Um your sort of fitness journey, what inspired that? And why did you want to do that for yourself?
1: Yeah, I did start this Instagram page. Um, Dude, I followed I it. I it was now like, straight.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I laugh about it because it's not a big thing. It's just like this side yeah. thing that I have. But I do feel and I do believe that I've gained quite a lot of knowledge over the past few years just about health and fitness in general um, and nutrition by making mistakes, by learning, it's been like a five year process and I really wanted to share, um, just knowledge or like, you know, the, even the downsides of things. Like I up, have uploaded, <laughs> I think, a video of me talking about body dysmorphia. Mm. So it's to document also the bad side of weight loss and people don't really talk about, I guess, the mental side effects. Um, And the physical side effects. Mm. So I wanted to document that and my journey and how it's not just, you know, like a happy ride. It's really is a roller coaster. Mm. And I've had people come up to me, you know, just asking questions. And I thought, you know what, let me just do this Mm. and see how it goes. And I've just been like posting random things from recipes to workout routines to like a bomber selfie of myself to <laughs> a really depressing story of something. Yeah. <laughs> so it really ranges. But it's real though. It's like you're you're documenting like
0: your own journey and your own experience as you go. And it's I feel like you know as it's called raw health and raw health and away right? is that what it is yeah
1: like yeah and my yeah. brother sorry if my brother is listening to this he's going <laughs> to laugh his ass off because he makes fun of that name all the time i don't know why but yeah anyways but like
0: but it's true <laughs> but um but yeah so just on your mental health how did that evolve as your physical health changed and how would you Also compare it to what your mental health was before you started this fitness journey.
1: Yeah, I think when I started my fitness journey, I had no idea like what it was going to turn out to be. Um, and genuinely, I think I only started seeing changes in my mental health probably two years into Mm -hmm. it when Mm. I was actually changed physically. So I feel like the mental health came with the physical change, if that makes sense, um, yeah. So the biggest thing probably would be I still see myself big sometimes mm-hmm. and it's these little, little things, right? Like sometimes I still see myself as like the size 22 a um, and it's things like going into a shop, for example, and shopping mm. is quite anxiety-provoking for me because I don't really know what size I am. I'll take a size 16 when I truly know I'm like a size 8 and it's just it's hard because sometimes I still take the bigger size and I don't know why. And so that definitely was quite like a big thing for me because shopping was quite anxiety provoking and I'm working on it. Um, And I am a very proud supporter of speaking to therapists or psychologists. um, Yes. Especially, I think that's probably the best decision anyone can do. So I proudly say that I am seeing a psych to help me, I guess, with my body dysmorphia and, just body image in general, because it is quite, mm-hmm. it can be quite distorted yeah. and people don't talk about that because you're going from a size 22 to an eight and it comes with a lot of like impact, a lot of impact on your self-esteem and how you view yourself. And yeah, so I seek help and I speak about it and it's been one of the best decisions I think I've done. Um, and if someone's out there listening to this and you're struggling with body dysmorphia, or self-esteem and confidence definitely speak to someone mm-hmm. if you can and have the privilege to, because I think it's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, absolutely. We are huge advocates. Yeah, go see a therapist. <laughs> go, see a therapist. go see a counselor. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and it's such a taboo subject as well, and I don't know why yeah. it's it's actually such a beautiful thing to talk about if you yeah. want.
2: So so true, dude. Even even when people are open and they talk about it, like I was at work and some of my colleagues were talking about they were like oh yeah I'm like seeing a counselor and stuff and um I I was telling them I was like yeah I'm actually like um in application for a few and I'm trying to get a time with a few of them so that I can find which one clicks best with me and they're like yeah you should definitely do it and and I told them I was like yeah everyone should see a therapist everyone should see a psychologist counselor whatever it is and they're like well not not a therapist I mean like I see someone like a counselor I'm like babes (laughs) therapist counselor like same same thing. umbrella you know that's exactly. don't try to
0: hide from it <laughs> you're seeing a professional about your mental health yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah and i think uh, my psych said something really good it's a mind gym so you know how you train your body yeah. in the gym mm. you're training your mind yeah when you have therapy Love it. yeah Love
2: yeah that. body dysmorphia is so is so real though and i like i think this is like obviously not the same thing as what you're going through but it's like the very similar thing when I think about plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery if someone wants to do it they can do it but I think they need to be in a very good mental place with the way that they view their body and their body image because if you have body dysmorphia and you know whatever cosmetics or plastic surgery that you go through and you think it's you're going to get to a point where you look like how you want to look but you're not going to feel that way because mentally you're still not in the right headspace and you actually still don't perceive yourself As what you actually are. And there are just all these other things. That are like getting in the way of that. So it's quite heavy honestly. And I think it's more common than people will admit. Yeah, That
1: is so true. Because just as what you're saying. You think probably I would be happier. After losing 45 Mm. kilos. You think you'd be more satisfied with how you look. And I can tell you, you. You are not. The more you lose weight. The more you pick out on little things you don't like. And then that really just Mm. feeds into like um, your anxiety and depression because people think you will be happier, but it's really not. You you really don't. And I think um, there's a lot of like dissatisfaction that comes with the weight loss, but it's how you manage that um, and just challenge your own kind of cognitions, basically, Mm -hmm. which is what I've been doing through therapy. Yeah, It's been working great (laughs) if you want to know. (laughs) Would you have like (laughs) any other tips for people who are working
0: through that who don't See a therapist or who are unable to, for whatever the reason may be, like, what would you recommend? What would you suggest?
1: Yeah. I'd say just talk to someone. Mm. It doesn't have to be a professional, a friend, a trusted friend, a family member. Talk about it because once you talk about it, it kind of puts things in perspective because your mind's probably just all over Mm. the place and you can't really put your thoughts into words. So, I actually started out by talking to close friends and relatives, and then I decided to see someone. So, it's a step by step process. There's lots of um, Mm. help that you can find online as well. Just read up about it, be curious, understand maybe um, what it is that you're feeling, watch videos. There's so much, there's so many resources out there.
2: I think our nutrition and the way we eat also plays a huge part in you know the way that we take care of our bodies and diet culture is such a big thing especially when it comes to like weight loss and that is like such a huge trigger point for me working in the fitness industry and it's actually really difficult when you work at a like when you're in the industry and even if you're in part of an industry that tries to really like put you know like someone's actual health, their well-being, their mental health in the front, you really see how people are still combating with their own, like, sort of fat shaming and, like, like all these, like... Conditioned ways that they are, they they think about their food and the way that they eat and like such disordered ways of eating where it's like you know one day you have like a milkshake and a burger and it's like oh my god I have to work all of this off when it's like you need to just be able to enjoy your food and eat the things that your body is asking you to eat and like not feel any guilt around it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, my question is, is that like to to all of us, I guess, has like diet culture influenced the way? that you consume and your choices when it comes to consuming food. And are there things that you are aware and careful of that you Mm. pick out in the way that you do
1: things? Or are there things that you're unconscious of? Well, I had to say one thing to say about diet culture. Can I swear on this podcast? Oh my God, we we, swear all the time. Yeah, we Perfect. Go for it. That's right up my alley. Um, The diet culture is fucked. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. It is fucked with an exclamation mark. I just my god i don't even i've tried every diet i think possible um since i was 12 maybe um keto diet intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. the protein diet gen atkins the fruit diet i went literally four days once eating just fruit please don't ever do that it's the worst thing you can do yeah because uh, my mom said it was a good idea oh i shouldn't have said that but yeah my mom said it was a good idea and <laughs> i did and i did it um we
0: learn
1: yeah, We it's not learn. that's what's important we do we, learn.
0: So we know better now yeah
1: but diet culture is all based on this idea of calories in versus calories out so diet culture actually or the diet mm-hmm. industry i'd say is super duper smart they know what they're doing it's Cause they're not false advertising. They are promoting these diets and you do lose weight because when you think about it, um, all their diets are super low calories. So they're a thousand yeah. two hundred, they're thousand four hundred and someone who's probably eating two thousand, like one hundred, for example, suddenly drastically changes their calories and cuts it down by like half is going to lose weight regardless. Mm. Right. So the Jan Atkins diet, the keto diet you are going to lose weight 100%. So it's not false advertising. But what people don't talk about is once you stop that, it's mm-hmm. called cool overshooting and you regain all that weight back because you're so restricted. Yeah. And then now you're going to be binge eating. And that's like it, that's basically the essence of the diet industry. They're profit-driven. They don't care Literally, about you. Yeah. They just want to make money. And 100%. Exactly, so I feel so bad for the people who are doing these diets. Please, if you're doing it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, they just—it's a cycle. You lose the weight. Yeah. You're gonna gain it back. Then you start the diet again. You lose the weight. You gain it back, and it's just fucked. Period. Yeah. Much. Um. Yeah. Have you guys done any diets? Like, have you tried anything specifically? For me,
0: I've tried. Um, there was a point in time when I was like, this is like back when I was still in Melbourne, where I was. I was eating really poorly and it wasn't I wasn't like really counting calories or like or looking into what I was eating specifically but it was just really poor eating like most of like most of my meals would just be like egg based like scrambled eggs or like an omelet kind of thing and I did lose a fair bit of weight and and because I saw that I was losing weight I was like oh this is nice and then I kind of kept going but then I also realized that I was really weak i was really um Mm. i was tired Mm. all the time i would fall sick all the time i generally fall sick a lot but that's because i found out that i was vitamin d deficient and also iron (laughs) yeah and like (laughs) and so like i have an or maybe had i'm not sure if i still do but like an iron deficiency and that was also because of like a diet thing that i did where i started consuming less meat Mm-hmm. But that was also because I was trying to be vegetarian and not doing it right. <laughs> um, so, and then <laughs> so, your diet culture is fucked, yeah, like, isn't like it? It's, it's whatever, whatever your reasons are. It's fucked. Like whether it's to lose weight, yeah. whether it's to, uh, you know, be like vegan or like like there's a there's a proper way of doing it. There's a proper way of eating the right nutrients. And you know, if you want to be vegan, if you want to be vegetarian, there's a proper way of doing it. You know, you gotta make sure you're, you're meeting all those, um, those what's the word like those vitamins and like minerals and stuff that you need like your
1: macros and your mind yeah Yeah.
0: that stuff y'all know i don't that stuff (laughs) Um, and yeah like i've made a fair few mistakes but um but yeah it wasn't really a specific diet but it was just more like eating less i guess that is a diet Yeah, that's a type Mm. of diet just like eating less in general and that was really bad for me yeah i'd
1: say eating less Yeah. yeah
0: would be a type of diet. So, not fun, not good. Would not recommend.
2: Mm. I definitely tried intermittent fasting at one point and um and it wasn't to lose weight because I, I don't know, I was, but I was more because I would wake up feeling really like bloated and stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't know "What's going on?" And I was like, "I do, I can't. Yeah. I just I feel like I can't do anything when I feel bloated." So I tried it, and then it stopped for a while, and then it came back, and I was like, "Well, this is not working." And the thing about intermittent fasting that clearly doesn't work with my schedule is that I'm always doing mm-hmm. shit. Like if you wake up and go for a workout at 6:30 in the morning and then you go to work and then maybe I'm teaching a class in the evening like intermittent fasting just doesn't work with my schedule because i would
1: like Definitely. pass
2: pass out <laughs> and
1: yeah and, that's so true
2: yeah yeah and so i was like you know what there's actually no point me trying to do this when it clearly doesn't work with my lifestyle mm-hmm. and the best thing i can and i and i and i realized that I was like, you feel your best and you feel your healthiest when you feel fueled and you feel like you've had enough food that you have the energy to do the things that you want to do. And I was like, babes, if you don't feel fueled and then you go into a workout and then you don't go as like, you don't push yourself and you don't go all out as much as you want to go and then you feel bad for doing that. But then you realize you feel bad because you didn't eat properly. So it's just a bad, endless cycle. cycle, Yeah exactly and so i i really had to break out of it and i think that i think that we just diet culture is so 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 pervasive and it it just mm-hmm. it really just takes people that are very conscious of it to be conscious of it with the people around you as well because it's so easy like i think we like people even fail to acknowledge that it influences the way that they do things in their life and i think if if, like, for me, for example, like, you know, when, like, my friends or my, even my parents, aunts and uncles, like, start eating in a very, like, disordered way, I'm like,
1: yeah,
2: why are you doing this? Yeah. Tell me why are you are doing this? And, like, let's unpack it. Because, you know, it's one thing to be like, you shouldn't be doing this. But then I think it's like, you need to understand why. And, you know, if you're feeling, you know, whether that's, like, something to do with your body image or whatever it is,
1: like, we need to talk about it and find healthier ways to do this yeah you know that's so true and I think um, having a good relationship with food is life-changing mm. yes. um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that because I personally have been on the end of um, both the spectrum so I was um, at a point in my life where I was binge eating and overeating um, this is really embarrassing but I thought KFC was healthy because it was protein mm-hmm. and chicken and I'm yeah, so embarrassed to say that <laughs> <laughs> and I would order like KFC on a day when I thought that I was being healthy. That was the mindset I had. And then I also experienced a time this time last year where I was over training, um, under eating and I wasn't eating enough and it had a huge impact on me personally. So I've been through both, I guess, ends of the scale. And mm. at the moment right now I'm at the sweet point mm. right in the middle. So I've experienced what it's like to overeat and have the worst relationship with food. Um, whether that's through binge eating, overeating, or undereating. And now I'm at that sweet Mm. point. And yeah, diet culture obviously didn't help. But I think if there was any advice I could give to anyone trying to fix their relationship with food is please don't undereat. If you're exercising, you have to fuel your body. Understand, I guess, what foods you like. Calorie track, people think it's bad, but I think it's amazing to do because you need to understand how many calories are in what type of foods you eat. Did you know, yeah, totally. just FYI, like two mm. pina coladas are like 900 calories and that is less than a Big Mac. Sorry, yeah, that's more Eight. than a Big Mac, my bad. <laughs> so it's healthier to have a Big Mac than two pina coladas. Like how that's mind-blowing. Yeah. Is that?
2: No. Dude, seriously, when, I, when exactly. I learned about like calorie, like like the way that you're eating right it's like you're either in a calorie deficit or a surplus or a maintenance and i learned that it's not bad necessarily to calorie count and it's like it actually gives you such a cool understanding of the food you eat and it actually lets you develop like you know once you reach that point where it's not triggering for you and you just develop such a good relationship
1: with food you're actually quite fascinated with your food when you start doing that, actually. Oh my god, preach it. Yes, that's me. People <laughs> think it's weird. But I think it's so fascinating. Um, Like a grilled cheese sandwich has less calories than like avoc on toast. It's just, wow. Sure. cool. Like I'll have a grilled cheese every day. Thank
0: huh. you. I said mean, not really. <laughs> I can't relate because, yeah, I don't, I don't
1: count calories.
0: I wish I did. I really wish I did. Um, But I think like that's something that I need to work on. Like the food that I'm putting in my body. And I feel like... I'm currently trying to, um, discover what that is and what that looks like for me. Cause I just got an air fryer. Um.
1: Oh my gosh. Is that, is that the yes, right decision? Girl. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm so
0: jealous. Now I want an air fryer. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, air fryers are amazing. I just got one and I'm trying to like, you know, gather all these like different recipes and stuff that's like easier for me to cook. It's not time consuming. Um, and it's also healthy and it's giving me all the nutrition that I need. Um, but I'm also struggling to like figure out what meals carry the most, like the, mm. an amount of nutrition that's acceptable and that's good for me and like my body and that can meet my needs as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, and I know that it's a lot of work and I have to like properly sit down and like do it all, but I just haven't done it yet. <laughs>
1: but yeah, and I think it is a lot of work. Um, it definitely, like it took me, I don't know, years and I'm still mm. learning, but, the best way to look at it is I like to follow that 80-20 rule. So it's 80% whole foods. So you're feeding your body with, you know, nutrients. That's where you're going to get your micro. So that's your veggies, your um, protein, your carbohydrates. And then you've got the 20% fun soul foods where, you, you know, you go for your donuts, you have a espresso martini if you want. So it's not being restrictive. And I think that is the biggest thing and why people fail a lot when it comes to their relationship with food, is they're too restrictive mm. and then they fall into that binge eating cycle, yeah. right? Mm. So Like I do that sometimes. Making sure you don't like... Ex- yeah, mm. and I think it's common. Um And just understanding, I guess, that whole 80-20 split. So you're fueling your body with great stuff, but you're also not depriving yourself of the things you love. So yeah. like a meal for me typically like in a day would be mostly whole foods, but then I'd probably have, I don't know, like ice cream if I wanted to or um, a piece of chocolate um banana Mm. bread I don't know whatever Mm. I feel like so making sure I'm not restrictive is also a big thing um yeah so yeah that would be like great things to look at that 80 20 split
0: um what was the yeah what was the initial start for you like like was it a struggle whether it was the start into you know like going to the gym or the start of like you know eating better food like what was that start like?
1: Sometimes I can't even remember because it feels so long yeah. ago, but I do. I do remember it. I just remembered feeling quite lethargic mm. because my body's not used to this. It's not used to the exercise. Um, I've never been in a gym um, and also the food. So, with calorie cutting, yeah, you are going to feel that bit of that slump because you are eating less, but I definitely felt lethargic, but I also felt very motivated. Mm. Um, and you know, that endorphin hit after a workout, mm. that is very real. Mm. And I think that, that endorphin fit kept me like going pretty much. Um, so feeling very tired, lethargic, um, I was quite moody, <laughs> um, and, but that shouldn't steer you away from starting any kind of fitness journey because the reward from that is like outweighs all the feelings of tiredness in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think
2: it's doing what's best for your body, you know, and Mm. what you think is like some people do work really well alone in the gym. And for me, like, I, like not that I went through a big weight loss journey, but it was I've always wanted to lift weights, and I was just like, oh, it's so intimidating going to the gym and like all these like big gym bros, and I just feel yeah. so out of place. And and then recently I sat like when we went went to lockdown, I was like, you know, this is like the perfect time. So I got like a PT, and I was like, please, I need you to teach me the right techniques so that I can feel comfortable doing this yeah. and and it was just so so good and so comfortable and he was amazing shout out to you Billy you're the best <laughs> and like now I can oh, now I can squat and deadlift my body weight I'm like there that was my down. goal for this year so, so yeah it's possible guys just do what you
1: feel drawn to you know and don't care about what people think. Honestly, everyone in the gym is doing their own thing. They do not care about you. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, seriously. I realize that now. <laughs> they do not care. When I'm in the gym, I'm so yes. in the zone. People tell me I'm scary looking <laughs> because <laughs> um, i'm so in the zone i don't think about anybody else and then i had like this guy come up to me the other day and he said something about i've always wanted to say hi to you but you just just <laughs> so intimidating and i was like yes thank you that's actually I think, a yeah, that's a
0: compliment i would think that's a compliment <laughs> hell yeah
1: so yeah people don't care like you do your own thing honestly yeah um, legit legit
0: yeah What would your advice be for those who are just starting out their fitness journey or those who want to start but are struggling to or like who can't find the motivation but like have that intent? Yeah, I think
1: a lot of people have asked me this in general and I tell the same thing to everyone is to understand what your why is and why you're doing what you're doing and why you're going to start a fitness journey because that why is different for everyone. Um and for me, it was to gain the sense of control back of, over my body and the way I'm feeling mm. and feeling empowered. It's empowering and it's it's great. It's a great feeling to be in control of your body and the food and um, like your exercise. And from there, find out what your goal is. Is it to lose weight? Is it to um, gain muscle? Because it's two very different approaches. Mm. So you need to understand what you want and what is your goal that you're going to be working towards to. And then from there, kind of like have your mini goals that you can achieve in, in an appropriate time frame. Like don't think you're going to lose five kilos in a month. That's not possible. Um, so be realistic, obviously. And I guess, understand that plan a program. Um, if you don't know, if you can't do it yourself, yes. like ask people, you know, see a PT. If that's not possible, um, join an exercise class. Um, Read what the internet says. You know, sometimes it's not all true, mm-hmm. but to a certain degree, it can be true. <laughs> yeah. um, fact check the, to the best check, of your ability. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just read and find information. Knowledge is power. Yep. Um, and don't compare yourself to anyone mm-hmm. because everyone's different. Um, everyone's at a different point in their journey. You know, some people have started and um, ages ago, some people just started yesterday. So, don't compare yourself to anyone. Everyone's body type is different. Um, where we store fat in our bodies is different. So I guess being the fit version of yourself should be what you want to achieve. Yeah. And yeah. just enjoy the process and don't be too restrictive because I have enjoyed every single moment of my journey and I am still am enjoying yeah. it. So it's great.
0: Yeah, it's a lifelong journey. Yeah. Like your health, your mental health, mm-hmm. it's a lifelong journey. It doesn't just like start or stop. It's like, you know, it's something you take care of consistently.
1: Yeah, and it's something you have to adapt as well because you're changing all yeah. the time. We're all changing. And, you know, this mm. time next year, I might be different um, and I have to adapt. So being able to adapt um, your, I guess, exercise routine or your eating habits is also very powerful to be able to do because that just shows how much control you have over your body and yourself. So just being adapt, um, adaptful, that's not a word adaptable Adaptable. I don't know where that came from (laughs) Um, being adaptable and flexible is also very important yeah
2: I have I'd love that being adaptable that's actually like something I've learned over the two years that I've worked in the industry it's just you're, you're some, sometimes your body just wants something else. Like, you know, sometimes it wants to be doing some intense cardio. Sometimes she's like, bitch, I want to spot some heavy weights today <laughs> yeah. and right. feel that booty and back and hamstrings work. And some days I'm like, you know, I just want to dance actually. Just go for a dance class. Yeah. And some days you want to pole dance. You know, like there, like, your body will go through changes as well. And I think we need to give our body the grace that, that, to allow it to change and allow yourself to adapt and actually see the beauty in adapting. Like, I actually really love that. That's a bomb. Yeah. Into it. Love it.
1: Totally. And if anyone's, like, plateauing at the moment, if you're listening to this and you are stuck and you're not seeing any progress, change it up and you will see Mm. it. If you're doing hit like, seven days a week, maybe try Pilates. You'll probably see a difference.
2: Pilates is bomb. Your call will change. Oh my gosh,
0: yeah. I'm considering I've been doing Pilates. I'm considering it's insane. Pilates. It's a place just behind my house. I'm like, I'm probably considering it. But we'll see. It's, either, it's it either Pilates or dance. I can only afford one of them.
1: That's good. <laughs> yeah. I've been really wanting to do pole dancing recently. Me too. Yeah. Me
2: too. That's that's my next year's thing. Like, sometimes I, I, I love changing my <laughs> routine up, and I feel like next year I'm going to start going to pole, I'm, like, so keen to be able to fly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to fly, bitch. <laughs> I want to
2: wear heels as well. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That would be so cool. Yeah. Wow. That would be the life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> as we approach the end, do you have anything else that you'd like to chat about, talk about? Ooh, any
0: final I'm words? So much. About...
1: Yeah, any words in <laughs> words form? I think people need to be kind to themselves as well. At the end of the day, we're all human. Mm. Um, I had no idea this was going to happen to me. I, I can't believe I've lost 45 kilos. I still am quite mind blown. Um, But I was always growing up and I always told myself that I was going to do it and I was going to lose the weight and I was going to take, have this like sense of control. And I always failed. I always failed every single time I tried. Um, and yes, it was very discouraging, but one day I, um, changed. One day I, sorry, one day I stepped into the gym and it changed my whole life. So, you know, you never know what you're capable of and you're a lot stronger than you think you are. I say and that
2: all the time in my class. That's my yeah, tagline. Yeah, but it's so true.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. so true. You're a lot stronger than you think you are. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to. Um, you know, go to that exercise class. Don't be afraid to go to the gym because you're afraid of what other people are thinking about you. Um, You know, if you've never worn leggings before, who cares? Wear leggings. Go. <laughs> it doesn't just matter. Go. <laughs> um, just do it. Just go and yeah, try it out. Just try it out and see how you yeah. feel. Talk to people. You know, find out what's going to be the best way um decision for you. What what's the best kind of class to do? Talk to people. Yeah get that information, be knowledgeable and don't under-eat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Please, if there's anything you're taking away from this podcast, do not under-eat. Yeah.
2: Amazing.
1: Yeah. I have to agree. What are you guys going to add on to
2: this little... I will... I will add on that there's so much more to your body than just a number on a scale. Like, that number on a scale tells you fuck all. And... Yeah. There's so much more to your health than that. So... The scale is important. It's a good. It's it's really good. You know when you when you're looking at progress and things like that. Remember that it's not the whole thing, and it doesn't give you the full picture. So there's a lot more going on inside, babes, than you think.
1: <laughs> like that's so true. So
0: look into it, friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get regular blood tests. <laughs> yes, I love that. Too, that. Yeah. Yes. Blood um. Test. Yeah. I think my I don't have a lot more to add. But my final thing would just be to yeah like Annette was saying like be kind to yourself don't be so hard on yourself and don't set super high and unrealistic expectations for yourself as well baby steps you gotta start somewhere
2: thank you so much for coming through Annette it was so lovely lovely thank lovely. thank you, to you have for you
1: having here. me I could talk about this for another two hours if you want me to but I'm gonna obviously not do that yeah. um but yeah it was, it's been amazing thank you guys Annette where can we follow you I am I am on Instagram at Annette Suse like that's my main yep. account but I do have that health Instagram I don't um, promote it because it's quite it's just there for me mm-hmm. but if you are interested and you want to see the ups and downs of weight loss you can follow um, at raw health Yeah.
2: Nice. yes so that's it for today team um, you can follow us at auntie please. Shaya is at, at Shaya 5 and me, I'm at Natasha J Lama. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.